Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros Podcast. You know what it is. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about the quarterfinal match day one that we had yesterday slash early morning today. And just to back it up a bit, what, what a tournament we're having. I mean, it's just unpredictable to say the least. It's got some really really shocking results i mean think of the early result between saudi arabia and argentina right there and then you're thinking is it is it just uh, is messi's bad luck in world cups going to continue is he just going to be that one blemish on his otherwise impeccable record that uh, you know escapes his uh, grasp at that argentina have just not uh, been up to the mark for the last couple of years decade like a decade and then some maybe and messi being 37 is it i think it's 37 uh, might be his last dance maybe that's the last time we get to see him all these questions were asked right after that game but argentina to their credit have bounced back think of japan what a what a team they have been to watch uh beating uh, the likes of spain and germany and that was something nobody expected and ending up group leaders i mean forget about qualifying but they ended up group leaders in a group like that which had uh, i think it had costa rica as well in there insane and they, i would say they were unlucky to uh, lose to croatia on on penalties because i don't know what the game plan with croatia is somehow they always end up in uh, in a penalty like extra time and penalties and then they are just lethal you just can't think of think of the last world cup how many uh, i think this was the last three out of the last four games barring the final the last three games they it went to extra time and i was wondering how are they doing this game after game you know ending up in extra time and then running their socks off they're they're a tenacious team to say the least and uh, we got to see that again four years later in this tournament against brazil and brazil being the tournament favorites think of think of how well brazil were playing they were just demolishing everybody they're dancing on the pitch uh there was there was no match to be honest uh they beat they beat uh, tunisia they beat Cyb- uh, serbia switzerland they beat korea 4-1 that was no match and uh, they were like they they were i remember reading news articles like samba is back and the flair is back and the flips and the tricks and the it looked like they were really enjoying themselves and uh, croatia was always going to be a tough test i mean we know how tenacious they are they just don't give up and uh, we we got to saw we get to we got to witness that first hand but the game in itself there wasn't much in it to be honest uh not a lot of activity for the keepers barring a few shots from uh, the uh, brazilian side which were at such a tight angle i mean neymar cutting in from the left even uh, vinicius junior coming in from that side but uh, they were tight angle shots and the keeper had it covered i mean credit to the keeper as as well and this just goes to say why keepers have suddenly become more important like if you go back 10 years 20 years keepers were just uh some some guy he was just some guy standing between the sticks and he just got to like pass it around him and it's gone i mean we we think of very few uh, you know keepers from like the last couple of years but think of the number of footballers we think of from the last uh, decades and then some like the, some of the top keepers you can think of are as far as my memory serves me the furthest furthest back i can go is oliver kahn for germany 
then you get the likes of Van der Sar and um, who's the other guy? Uh, Buffon, for instance, you know. But barring that, not a lot of memorable keepers, you know. But now the standards of keepers have improved. They are being uh, introduced into this uh, new sweeping keeper kind of a position. They are expected to come out of their box. They are expected to play with their feet as well. It's a new role for keepers and they've become more involved in the game as well. And uh, so, yeah, he had that post covered. I, I think... Uh, Anthony came, I'm just looking at the match stats and by the way, if, you, if you're looking for a good app to keep you updated with scores and um, you know everything in between, I recommend this app called Footmob, F-O-T-M-O-B. No, they're not sponsoring us or anything. I've been using it for years. I think I've had it since my uh, college days or something, post that. Yeah, so it's it gives you a lot of analysis, gives you a lot of data, gives you a lot of uh, you get like it's it's in as for for the iPhone that has a new uh, live sport update on your lock screen. You can just see the score on your lock screen if you got that updated. So just uh, get that. It's a, it's a very fairly comprehensive app, app. I think it'll help you out. So Anthony comes on for Rafinha at fifty six minutes for Brazil. I think he had a decent game. He had a lot of room to play around and he beat the defenders. And that's what Anthony does. And we've seen this, uh, seen him do this for Manchester United as well. Yes, he had that one point where he made a blatant dive to look for a penalty. I don't get it. Why Why do people do that? Now, I wonder if VAR checks, checks that. Like if you get a penalty for, not a penalty, if you get a free kick for a foul, which was not really committed, but the referee gave a foul and you score a direct free kick, will VAR look at that? And call the goal off. I'm not sure. That's something that probably needs to be googled. Anyway, uh, so we went into extra time with a goalless match, and uh, at that point it was anyone's game. And I remember brother was on the phone, and I said, "If this ends up in penalties, Brazil are out." I told him right there because Croatia doing what they've been doing. They have. They have no match. They just, I don't know if, if that's the game plan. Like play it out, uh, fight it out and then just go to penalties and destroy everybody. But that didn't look like the case. They, they didn't look really defensive to be honest, Croatia. They had a lot of attacking options coming in from the left. Like Perisic was there from the left. Modric was pulling the strings from the center. But Modric again, he was, he was playing really deep for me. He was way too deep and... I guess this is how teams are setting up now. Like if there's a low block, there's nothing that can come from the middle. You have to go around and if you got uh, tall defenders in the middle, it's really difficult to break down, uh, you know, all of this. So Modric, pretty much all he ended up doing was linking it to the left and the right wing. And uh, the few instances where he tried to play through the center were not very fruitful, to be honest. And the same goes for Croatia as well. They were really, they were sitting really deep and defending really deep, almost at the edge of the penalty area with the ball. And um, it required a moment of brilliance from Neymar. He picked up the ball about halfway between the halfway line and the uh, Croatian defensive area. Plays a little quick one-two and he's through. And then even then there's a lot of work to do. He The ball was behind him with you know defenders looming large. He grabs hold of the ball, has a quick peek, just a quick glance to see where the keeper is and has the common sense to round him. And even after that, he still had a player sliding in for defense and he had the common sense, he had the presence of mind to launch it into the roof of the net where it would just be impossible 
to uh, you know save and that was quite a move that was brilliant and that's what the game needed to break the deadlock it just wasn't uh, going to happen otherwise to credit to neymar i mean i've been super critical of neymar i think he's not uh, very consistent about these things but turns out he's now equaled pele's record uh 77 goals for brazil in international caps i mean that's fantastic that's a great uh, record and the way brazil uh, celebrated it looked like they it looked like they thought they had won it and there was just it's just a matter of time and there was still the second half of the extra time to go uh and brazil tried to shut shop and this is this is the problem here i think this is where they ended up uh, you know losing their chance there one goal lead against a team like croatia is never going to be enough and they threw in alexandro for eder militao and fred defensive options obviously trying to boss the midfield trying to uh, you know grab hold of the ball and not let anything happen just kind of ride the clock out a bit and it looked like that was the intention i remember anthony picked up the ball and his intention was just to run towards the corner flag and it was just 113 minutes on the clock and they were just already trying to shut shop but that did not happen <coughs> excuse me so croatia threw in some of their options as well and then bruno petkovic takes a short massive deflection and uh, deflects of marquinhos and what a what a terrible game he's had uh, and we'll just come to that bounced off marquinhos and then uh, alisson there's nothing you could do about it completely outstretched he read it but completely outstretched just uh, beat him to his right and uh, at 117 minutes croatia equalized and then we're off to penalties and as we know um uh, Yeah, Croatia. There's just uh, there's just no uh, matching them. Nikola Vlasic stepped up, scored. Rodrigo had a very tame kind of a penalty. Good height, somewhere in the middle, not even in the center or the you know side netting. Just at the it's at a very comfortable height for a keeper to just if you guess right, you're just gonna palm it away. It's no problem. And I've just noticed this thing about keepers and penalties these days now. players are no longer just blasting penalties it's just sort of placing it especially this little hop skip and uh hop skip penalties which are taken by let's say bruno fernandes and uh, jorginho for italy more more importantly uh keepers are going down way too early and then it basically gives uh you know a chance to the uh, to the guy to just hold it for a bit and then just place it because then you're already gone by then Uh, coupled with the fact that now keepers have to keep one line on the goal line before they uh, before uh, i mean at least after till after the ball has been kicked they can't like cross the line they have to have one foot behind so they just do kind of like a scissor split with one leg at the back and you know giving them the boost to dive either way uh, that also reduces their reaction time uh, so they need they need to buy themselves more time and then players are no longer blasting it into the roof because if you do that you put more pressure on them because uh, you know you there's a chance they might overhit it or underhit it or whatever and they can miss so for me keepers are going down way too early like think of the penalty that argentina got and messi scored like he just placed it and had he just stuck his ground he would have uh, yeah and the other thing more and more players are going down the center like harry kane think of harry kane how many times has he gone through the center if they just stick stand their ground for that extra half a second and uh, uh i think they'll be in a better position to judge where the ball is going to end up 
but uh, yeah that's just me i don't i can't really tell how fast it it's coming and what their training is like but this this might be a thing where keepers need to adapt to just to just to tip the favor in their uh, tip the balance in their favor like they say so rigo missed a very tame penalty mayer scored casemiro scored modric scored pedro scored or such and even pedro's penalty he was so late like the keeper was already on the ground on the far side and he just placed it i mean that was he almost had time to like get up and try again all right might be a bit of a stretch there but orsid scored and marquino steps steps up at 3-2 and he has to score and he blasted into the side post and that's it brazil are out and it was such a shock result everybody was stunned and at 105 minutes you're thinking brazil are going to cruise they they got this but yeah it just didn't happen for them tears everywhere antony in tears neymar in really really like a lot of tears uh and after the match uh tite their coach stepped down and uh neymar was hinting at retirement lot of emotions lot of uh, whatever and uh, yeah so that's that and if you thought your quota for drama for that night was over in comes netherlands versus argentina the second quarter final for the night and uh, this is another emotionally charged match because on one hand you have leo messi who is who might be playing his last world cup so on the other hand you've got louis van gaal who is definitely playing his last world cup because of this cancer diagnosis that he's had bit of a soft spot van gaal he tried his best he tried to implement his philosophy i don't know why it didn't take at manchester united his brand of football was labeled really really boring and pedestrian but this dutch side came into the they came into the match with a lot of uh i think it was a lot of at least their stats were really good i think it was 19 games played 14 games won four games drawn and one lost and uh, it 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 was a it was a tough battle and to be honest argentina were not uh, really let's say consistent uh, they lost to saudi they beat mexico they beat poland yes and they were barely made it against australia it was 2-1 i remember and then australia had that late late goal and then it was uh problematic so yeah argentina didn't look really solid to me but uh, and bold choice starting this game without di maria i think that was a very bold choice uh, i guess in the end they kind of got lucky with it but anyway let's get into it is a tough battle uh again not much in it both teams defending really deep a uh, lot of battles in the center of the pitch i remember netherlands had more of the ball i think it was 53% in the first half or something and 14% in con- uh, you know in contest but at 35 minutes i mean and this is just the brilliance of uh, leo messi you just you know there's there's a lot of uh, memes on instagram not memes there's a lot of videos on instagram where they say the pass you see and the pass messi sees you know during his barcelona days out of nowhere he picked a pass they just split the defense into there's no way that pass just didn't exist and it's not only that it's perfectly weighted so molina gets at the end of it and he still got a lot to do van dijk breathing down his neck from his left and the keeper charging him he puts it pokes it with his toe finds the bottom of the corner perfect it was 1-0 to argentina the script was written it was it was going in their direction and the dutch didn't turn up to be honest cody gapko was 
quite i don't know he was just restricted i would say he just did not turn up at all even steven burgwine starting with burgwine i wasn't really sure about that call oh, who's the regular starter let me just look that up davy classen yeah classen no classen is a midfielder anyway so anyway uh, yeah this this was a makeshift uh, arrangement with burgwine starting i'm not really a fan of burgwine i saw a lot of him Uh, at at Spurs, yes, he is an impact player, kind of on the level of Dan James. That's kind of what he provides: a good speed, a little bit of trickery with his feet, and then uh, yeah. Anyway, seventy third minute uh, penalty, clear penalty, uh, trips Acuna. I think it was Dumfries. Dumfries clipped Acuna in the penalty area, clear penalty. Leo Messi, like I mentioned. places it into the i think it was the right hand side of the keeper and by then he was gone there was just no way in it and uh, then the then the dutch like you know turned up and then you're thinking okay and again with the, with these world cups even a two goal two goal lead is not much because you score one and then you're just you're in contention the momentum just shifts and what a game this guy had this weigorst guy Okay, he gets a yellow card on the bench while he was on the bench for contesting too much and you know complaining about whatever. Comes on at the seventy eighth minute for Memphis Depay, who also had a very tame and a quiet game. There's not much in it. Scores within five minutes and uh, it's two one, and then it's anyone's game, and then a lot of yellow cards following, like uh, you know foul after foul after foul and time wasting, and then a lot of pushing and shoving, and then they. it's almost the end and you get 10 minutes of added time after the 90 it's still 2-1 argentina going through uh, to the semis and you're thinking they're just going to ride it out there's nothing in it and some guy was it automendi it was somebody can't remember i think it is automendi anyway somebody trips up gakpo at the end at the right at the edge of the penalty area the 99th or the 100th minute <clears throat> and you're thinking why this is just so unnecessary but even then you're thinking uh the dutch have not been very judicious with their uh you know uh, set pieces they're just going to probably blast it over the over the roof or something and then uh, it's going to be argentina way because you just don't you just don't you can't write this stuff you just can't and the dutch with the most composed clever uh, set piece routine that i've ever seen at a world cup finals it looks like he's going to go for a direct free kick the wall jumps there's a man under you know behind the wall lying on the ground to prevent those grounded shots but he ends up passing it to vegost he takes a touch and then thwacks it with his left foot and it goes past martinez emi martinez and it's a equalizer and it says here on this app 90 plus 11 minutes literally the last game of the match and i couldn't believe it and i was like this is this is ridiculous you you just can't write this stuff it's crazy uh but uh yeah we went on to extra time at 2 all it's still anybody's game and you're thinking now the momentum is with the dutch but argentina credit to them through the kitchen sink at them i would say they threw in montial and that 112 minutes they sacrificed lesandro martinez they sacrificed a defender and threw in angel angel di maria uh he looked lively they did uh, get a few chances towards the end i believe uh, argentina hit the uh, they hit the post i think in the last 
last minute off the post yeah fernandez hit the post and lot of chances where they could have won it and you just uh, think there was also a ball where leo messi scooped it and otamendi was just just a little yard short of uh, you know getting a touch and it looked like one of those days where it's not going to work for argentina and they're just going to um, suffer a terrible terrible defeat and it's, the script was just like written for uh, leo messi's world cup dreams ending however they held on and he went uh, for penalties and at this point it's 50-50 because you just you don't know how it's going to go all right and credit credit to uh emi martinez virgil van dijk steps up same sort of a penalty that uh, what is his name the other guy took in the other match uh rodrigo sorry rodrigo took for brazil same sort of a penalty same height same sort of whip on it easy comfortable height martinez guesses right and then blocks it uh in steps leo messi and of course he scores and then he saves the second penalty and then at this and paradise comes and scores so at this point it's 2-0 and this is the second time in the night that argentina have been 2-0 up uh the dutch dispatch their next three coop miners weghorst again technically got a hat trick crazy luke de jong scores uh montiel scores for uh, argentina and then enzo fernandez hits it wide puts it wide he was he had enzo fernandez score that would have been the winning spot kick but he did not and for the last kick uh, comes lotoro martinez now he's not scored for argentina at all to a point where he wasn't even started in this game he was benched and comfortable cool into the side netting powerful strike at a good height there's no chance perfect finish and argentina are through what a game to watch two penalty shootouts in the same night and uh, a special delight for argentina at argentinians i don't know if you guys hear these uh, podcasts this one in particular but on a day where brazil go out and you guys go through i mean magnifique it's it's fantastic isn't it anyway so we got one semi final confirmed it's argentina versus croatia that's on the 14th of december uh we're still not done with the quarters yet another couple of big games coming up tonight at 8:30 at least this is indian standard time 8:30 indian time it's morocco versus portugal what a run morocco have had hakim ziyech what a legend beating spain imagine uh hakimi even even that went to penalties but man they looked convincing they looked like the team to beat they looked like they were the one they were the tournament favorites the way they played against uh, spain tough test against uh, portugal ronaldo isn't starting now at this i don't know what's gotten into him like he's just yeah he fought with the united camp he was let go now he's fighting with Uh, the portuguese camp he's he wants to play but the manager is not sure about it so he's uh, causing all kinds of trouble i don't know if he's going to start this match or not but the one i'll be watching england versus france france look really really good mbappe is really really uh, you know he's turning up he's scored some great goals uh, giroud is up there they don't look like they're missing benzema pogba and golo kante it's just, just don't they're just amazing you know the way they've been playing they're really convincing england on the other hand had some good results they had some big wins uh, let's see they beat uh, iran 6-2 that's right and they drew with the states they beat wales 3-0 they beat ghana 3-0 that's a good result um hard to say really really hard to call this one if i'm a betting man i would say france but if uh, england defend the flanks well i think mbappe 
gets a lot of freedom uh, on the left flank. If he is blocked completely and properly, then it can be done. And England need to boss the midfield. I mean, I've said they're missing Pogba and N'Golo Kante. I don't think uh, Rabio and Chouamini are doing their bit. It's just a very uh, pedestrian kind of a midfield. I don't think Rabio is a very, uh, you know, it's, he's not a world-class player, I would say. I know he spent a lot of years at PSG, but still, um, I'm not entirely convinced with him. Some would say Griezmann has had a really uh, average tournament, but he has been pulling a lot of strings. He's been instrumental in linking the play to the wings from the midfield. So, I don't know. Tough game to call. Uh, and at this World Cup, anything is possible. I don't know who's going to win it. Who's going to be the eventual winner? Who's going to be in the semis? I don't know who to call between Argentina and Croatia anymore. I mean, uh, if it goes to if it's to conclude within ninety minutes, you would say Argentina. But if it goes to extra time, you would say Croatia because they just are like tenacious work horses. I don't know what they've been drinking. Uh, it's crazy. Uh, some would say it's uh, lining up beautifully for a Messi versus Ronaldo showdown in the final. Because it might be that both these players, both these legends of the game have their final World Cup at the same time. I don't think Messi is going to play at 41 and surely Ronaldo not at 42 for the next World Cup. I think probably not. That would just be insane. So Argentina is in the top half and Portugal are in the bottom half. But they do face a stern test against Morocco. Hard to say what's going to happen there. My, my prediction? France and Portugal make it to the semis. Uh, France versus oh this one's hard to call France versus I want to say Croatia I just have a feeling it's France versus Croatia for the final and uh, France win the cup yeah that's my prediction but the way things are going I don't know maybe England will beat France I don't know can't count them out because sometimes they do turn up hard to say uh, so yeah, uh, stay tuned. I will come up with the subsequent episode for match day two of the quarterfinals and of course semis and the finals as well as the uh, the losers uh, third place match. I mean, who cares? But I will be there with my opinions, my uh, reviews and my 20 years of watching football. I have played a bit of football as well. I mean, I'm not a total rookie. Anyway. So that's about it. Stay tuned and enjoy the cup. If you've not been following it so far, I do recommend that you stay up night. I mean, it's, I know the second kickoff is at, it's post midnight, it's 12.30, it's basically the next day. But I would do recommend that you stay up for this. Just a couple of days left for the World Cup to end. We're already in the quarters. One semi-final is already decided. You're almost there. And just stay up. Take a leave of absence from work. I mean, screw that. You know, you can work whenever. Work from home, I guess. I don't know. Figure it out. Alrighty, I will see you on the next one. See ya.